what is uh, going on, man? What's up, brother? How are oh, you? Oh my goodness! It felt like that intro, that that five minute countdown felt like freaking. It is forever. the longest countdown of all time. It I really mean, it's is. Only, it's only five minutes, and I'm literally texting like a hundred people one by one. I should have a little bit more streamlined process. You think I would by now? I think but, you should. But I'm, I agree though. Like when you're trying to let all your people know, it's like that five minutes is the fastest and yet the longest yeah. of all time. It, it, yeah, it, I was sitting there like I'm going through. I'm text. Okay, text. I just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, and then I was like, <laughs> you know what? I have a system where I can just mass text people, yep. and I can just put them all in a group, and I can just do that. And just, uh... you could. <sighs> you gotta, you gotta tell me how you do it though, because uh, I'm still doing it one by one. Oh, yes. I just, uh, I just set up a system the past couple of days, <clears throat> getting text messages sent nice. out it costs like a penny per text or something like that really it's, oh, that's yeah it's it's not bad at all well this is whiskey with an agent the live show we've been sending some pre-recorded shows out your way with some good information go back and check those out mm-hmm. um, you can listen to them audio only on your favorite podcast app even spotify we're on spotify if you want to check us out there or if you want to watch, um, if you want to watch us, then you get? yeah, you can do that. You can do that on Facebook, YouTube, and mm. I tell you what, we're gonna mm. we're on we're on Twitch. I just added Twitch. There so you go. if you're if you're a Twitch person, then you can go and watch us on Twitch. So this is episode. 29 and a half and you might be wondering <laughs> what, the, what the hell like how do you did you do a half episode like did you miss a half episode no almost no so when we started doing the pre-recorded shows what we didn't think about is we're, we're doing pre-recorded shows but some of those pre-recorded shows will come out after the show but they were recorded before the show that we're yep. doing right now and in doing that, we were on episode 30, or we pre-recorded in episode 30, not thinking, hey, the live show is going to be episode 30. So we're like, Shit. 29 and a half. <laughs> so, 29 and a half. Yeah, 29 and a half it is. So, yeah. And that's where we're at now. So yeah. It's, uh, it's a good time. <laughs> yes. It's a good time. Yes. So, But it works out. I mean, 29 and a half, 30, 32 whatever it is hey, there's a flow to it and we're sticking with it that's right uh, you may see another half episode at some point at some point yeah <laughs> well, maybe we drank maybe we drank too much whiskey and lost track who knows <laughs> who knows but tonight tonight's a kind of a big topic because um man it it's it's kind of like the gateway to getting into buying a house you know getting any kind of a loan really yeah. and we're talking about credit scores getting you know raising your credit score what is a credit score yeah what kind of credit scores do you need to get different types of loans a mortgage an auto loan that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um all very important stuff so oh and that's man, what we're here like to talk about we're going to keep yeah. it we're going to narrow it down um and uh, just kind of keep it to the singular focus and if anyone has any questions in the meantime feel free to because uh, this is probably one of the biggest obstacles that uh, buyers have to face is regarding the credit. And it's um, on us, like as realtors, we have to understand that 
um, mm-hmm. not necessarily know the deep dives of it. Uh, so right. what we're going to be providing is essentially just the rough understanding of where we get it. Now, when it comes down to actually purchasing, that's where you need to sit down with your lender um, and really just kind of go over that credit report, learn what needs to be done if you're not able to make that purchase, if credit was never really your strong suit of building it, or just the lack of education that we have on credit um, in our school systems. So it's uh, a lot of like hands-on and long-term. If you were trying to make a purchase in, within inside of a month, well, and your credit is not where it should be, and yeah. so that's your whole plans just got pushed back by like three to six months, depending on where your credit's at, what needs to be done. Yep. And here, I mean, all right, let's let's get real for a second because <clears throat> here's the honest truth. I mean, I've never had a perfect credit score and I've had some really bad credit scores. I've had some bad credit history and it's just a matter of how you come back from it. You know, Mm -hmm. eventually I had to sit down and say, all right, I've got to take this by the reins. I've got to go look at my credit report. And I mean, it, it sucks because it, it feels like you're, you're just, your people are judging you. And it's like, Oh, you didn't pay that. You didn't pay that. You know, why didn't you, you know, yeah. Why are you, why are you so much, why do you have so much debt? All that kind of, and it's just, it sucks. I know it sucks, mm-hmm. but you, you got to dig into this stuff. You have to, if, if you're going to get anywhere with it. And we're going to talk about yeah some of the things, you know, basically, let me, let me just kind of lay it out real quick. So we're going to talk about what a credit score is mm-hmm. <laughs> and how it's made up. Like what are the components of a credit score, mm-hmm. how to find your credit score, um, how to find your credit report, and then based on what you find in your report, how to start repairing your credit score, how to start bringing it up so you can get to that point to where you're not just getting outrageous interest rates on, I mean, even like buying a car. I mean, in auto lenders, they will literally, they'll lend to just about anybody. Yeah, anyone that approves you. Yeah, and they will, they will lend to just about anybody, but they they will give you, they have some really high interest rates. I mean, I've seen, I, I walked out, I got quoted for an interest rate one time. It was by Bank of America for a, a, an auto loan. Mm-hmm. And it was it was 9%. I'm like, who buys a car at 9%? Yeah, and what's crazy is uh, a lot of people, like I've been hearing some really bad things about how, um, these people are really getting taken advantage of the consumers and like they're paying for a used car, like 700 to like a thousand dollars. And it's just like, what, yeah. what, what for? Like, and it's just, it's insane. Like me, like my car, my interest rate on my car is not the prettiest. It's 7%, but I, I'm not paying not even the 300. I actually, my payment's like 280, mm-hmm. but I pay uh 250, but I pay 300 a month yeah okay. and it's like that's sh- that's where a car payment should be like not seven hundred thousand dollars like if that's your car payment you guys yeah. should not be buying that car <laughs> well it depends on what kind of car you're getting but if if you're if you're paying a high interest rate or a, a high payment because your interest rate is just astronomically high then yeah that's that's something that you need to get you need to get that fixed yeah so, and you you can actually refinance your car you can you can't can, do that yeah yeah so it does cost you a little bit of money, but you can do it. Yep. Um, all right. So again, so this this is our first 
live episode for this year. But so let's kind of get back into the swing of things. Let's, I mean, it is called whiskey with an agent. Mm. We are agents and, and you happen to be a pilot. I do. I do. I'm an agent pilot, pilot agent, 007. Ayo. Ayo. But let's talk about, let's talk about the whiskey that we're drinking. What do you, what what do you got tonight? So, and this is one thing I like about the live shows, because a lot of times on the pre-recorded, we're kind of pre-recording them in the morning. We'll talk about some whiskeys, but not necessarily drinking whiskey. Unless we're, at, unless like, we're doing a pre-recording in like on a weekend morning where like I know yeah. I'm okay. But usually it's at like 7 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. So no. um yeah. But but I'm excited tonight that I actually get to drink some whiskey while we do the show. It has been a while, my friend. It has so what you pulling something out? Did you get something like FedEx to you? What's yes, going I on did. There? It's okay. I got what? this from a client of mine. Oh, nice! And uh, it's from this really cool, uh, really cool site called like Reserve uh, Liquor Reserve or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is. Um, he says, "Thank you, Chris, for all your hard work." Because he is out of state, he's in Washington, whereas like we're obviously here in Florida. I helped yep. him sell two pieces of land Dang. recently. Oh, is that the and- one? Uh- that I came over and did photos or yes. the, the aerial drone. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's the one that you helped me with the drone. Very um, cool. I sold those suckers in uh, like three days, both of those pieces. Wow. And so he got me some Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. I think I've got. Yes. Is that the same one I have? Yes. It is. Cheers, brother. Oh, yeah. It's almost like we're in the same room. But that's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> No, you got some really cool stuff. Oh, buddy. You know, this, this came from overseas, or not overseas. Yours came from overseas. It um, did indeed. I was going to say, like, mine came from the stores while yours came from overseas, which is yep. really dope. So yep. that's what I'm drinking. Please nice. indulge us with the cool, <sighs> the cool shit that you got while you were away. The perks of being a pilot and traveling. Well, around. should I just talk about one of them, or should I? Name all three that I got. Uh, name I the one know. you're going to go through. Save the others so, for another time. So, and when I show it to you, you'll notice that there's already some missing because I had to try it when I <laughs> got back. Because why wouldn't there be? But, <clears throat> so this is a, so the other one that I have is a, it's called Fuji. TV. Fuji Sanruku, <laughs> Sanroku. And it means oh, yeah. the mount of, of um, or the foot of Mount Fuji. Ooh, cool. And they, they use the water, like when for that one, the distillery, they use the water mm-hmm. uh, from that drains off of Mount Fuji. It sounds gross, but it's it's like clean, well, fresh. No, that's, that's just water, clean, whatever. man. It is. That's that's really clean. So they, they use that water and um to, 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 to make the whiskey. So they have another one. It's called Fuji uh, Single Grain Whiskey. So here's mm. here's the label on it. I kind of like the. I like always, it. It's, it's like it's always cool to see. It's, it's clean, like classic. It's, yeah, clean. Yeah. Clean is is the word. That's but what, then that's I mean it. Hundred percent came from overseas. Like everything's well, most of it's in dope. in Japanese. <clears throat> so there's not really uh, anything that you could possibly translate, I guess. No, I I I definitely don't speak. Well, seven hundred <laughs> milliliters. Seven hundred milliliters. Ayo, you understand that one? Yeah. Well, it's because it's in English. Boom, right there. <laughs> but this is this one is so this is actually a blended whiskey. It's it's um but it's super, super smooth. And 
I was just looking it up on Total Wine. I think if you buy it here in the States, it's right around $110. Mm-hmm. But over in Japan, it's this is like one of the, the cheaper bottles. It's like $35, $40. Bucks. Nice. So, okay. That's actually yeah. relatively inexpensive. Um, yeah. You, you've you started drinking it. So what do you how do you describe the uh, the flavor? Uh, it's 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 really smooth. It's almost got like a a slightly sort of a sweet taste to it mm. at the end, like some little sweet notes to it. I'm like not it. good at like describing like all the, you know how like some of those the... those wine connoisseurs. Yeah. It's like it tastes like a mossy rock. I'm like, how the hell do you know what a mossy rock tastes like? It's like, were you out there in a river like licking <laughs> licking a, a mossy rock? <laughs> Like, how do you even come up with those descriptions? <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Multi rock. Awesome. But it's, it's we're not so, bougie I mean, enough just... to be able to determine it. That's why I like to just read up on these profiles that way mm-hmm. I can pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, this one, it's, I mean, it's, it's got that little bit of a sweet flavor. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's like a tiny, tiny bit smoky. Uh-huh. sweet but it, it doesn't have that like extra it doesn't have that burn you know how some of those bourbons yeah. those whiskeys that have that extra burn that when it goes down it's yes that doesn't have that at all no well that's good. no so, there it is gotta have at least one gotta yep. have at least one all right i was kind of disappointed sucker. that this one is just a it's a screw cap ah. i know when I open it up and I'm like, oh, no, no screw cap. You lose a little validity. Well, yeah. That's, I don't know, that's the bias in me. I like to have the sound of the, of the But cork. there is um, my, uh, so then, well, while you're pouring, so I, wild, turkey, wild turkey, 12 year. Mm. Mm. This is, uh, this one's interesting flavored, but <clears throat> you, apparently, so wild turkey, they make it here in the U.S., but then the 12 year is only shipped to Japan. You can only buy this in Japan. Or if you really? buy it here, it's exported back from Japan. Like you cannot buy this in the stores in Japan, the 12 year. Wow. Okay. It's kind of kind of strange. I know. I don't I don't understand why, huh. but I don't uh, really understand either. But hey, cheers to everybody watching. Hope you got a glass of whiskey or something good to drink. I think so. I hope so. DJ, when you come over to the house, we'll have some. Come on. Oh. God, it's been a while since I had Buffalo Trace. George. Cheers, George. Cheers. All right. I bet, so I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet George is drinking a some sort of like 20 year or something. He's always got something fancy. You mean a pina colada? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mojitos Shots or right. something like that. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So. I'm not sure if we went over this, uh, but um, I have been doing some research on the number one bourbon whiskey for 2022. And uh, just kind of a little preface. I like after checking multiple bourbon raking websites, it is pretty clear that everyone has their own list um, mm-hmm. and their own preference, but many of them share the same bourbons on that list. They just rank it different. So it's really just dependent on the palate. Um, and whoever is doing this, the ranking, but after, after, um, over about a half hour of just reading through the different, uh, websites, I just randomly selected. And according to 
TheBourbonFinder.com, the whiskey of the year for 2022 is the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Um, so I'm going to be looking for that one. And okay. I'm definitely going to throw give it a shot because um, I know my my little watering <clears throat> hole, they have a lot of Elijah Craig. So I'm going to go check it out uh, okay. next time I'm in there and see if they got it. Elijah Craig. What is it? Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Barrel Proof. So I have yep. Elijah Craig, just a small batch. I guess that's not... That's not the same. No, I guess no. not. Um, I guess not. I don't, I don't know. So um, uh, I'm going to check that out. But there's obviously a lot of the other ones that were um, that were on there. Um, the names are escaping me now because I pulled this together like three days ago. Uh, um, but they were all like a lot of them were similar ones. Right. So, congratulations um, to Elijah. <laughs> Elijah to Eli- yeah, there you go. Yep. You know what? Um, talking about whiskey and stuff you know mm-hmm. buying the stuff overseas i was one of the one of the other guys had sent me this article about counterfeit whiskey did you know that was that's a that's a, a huge thing? yes like, uh, billion dollar industry yeah did you know that, um there's actually a full-blown um documentary mm-hmm. on wine regarding oh, really? that this guy yeah. who had an incredible palate um for wines and um he had he could just taste everything and he would fabricate fabricate his own wines and uh, he got so far into it with like the labeling and everything and he got so big he he has scammed like millions and millions of dollars and um i can't i think the the documentary is called like rotten grapes or something like that um Hmm. and uh Eventually, people that were obviously in the business were catching on because he would be selling this one particular bottle, and the uh, the actual company would be like, "Well, hold on, this is this is this is strange because we see this lettering here, we didn't use this font, or this marking here, we didn't do that at this year." And so they started kind of piecing it together that you know these bottles were these labels were not real, so they were able to uh they finally came out that he had was scamming millions upon millions of dollars in wine and uh, i haven't heard the whiskey one but it definitely makes sense yeah so there's there's one guy in particular and it's like justin's bourbon house or john bourbon house something it's up Mm -hmm. towards like dc area and virginia dc area he was selling a bunch of whiskey and and so the whiskeys were coming from the netherlands Hmm. Um, Sazerac was the parent company. Buff, uh, I want to say it was Buffalo Trey, or no, it was uh, uh, Blanton's. <laughs> Blanton's, uh, Blanton's. Uh, yeah, Blanton's like was one of them that's being that was being counterfeited uh, oh, quite no. extensively. And Sazerac, I think, is the owner of Blanton's, or they're mm-hmm. you know the parent company or whatever. And so they started finding a bunch of these bottles through, I mean, the FBI is involved and all that kind of stuff. They're involved oh, in this investigation. And so then Sazerac got a, got a hold of, of a couple of these counterfeit bottles yeah. and they did some chemical tests, like some scientific, you know, chemical tests to compare what's in the counterfeit whiskey to their whiskey. And they, yeah. indeed, you know, they confirmed that, yes, this is a counterfeit whiskey however it's being shipped to the states and then this one particular place john's justin's whatever bourbon house something Mm -hmm. they were selling it and they were able to get it at a discounted price and therefore sell it for a discounted price and make a lot of money i don't know whether 
they knew it was counterfeit or not. Ooh. But man, that's did they like kind of deny it? Oh, I'm sure they did. Like I, I don't, you know, it's kind of like an ongoing investigation. So there's there's limited information out there about it. But right. I mean, there's there's articles if if you're curious and you want to go look it up. And mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy because so I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I wonder. Like, cause I go to Europe quite a bit, you know, some of the whiskey I buy over there. Yeah. Like, how do you, there's no way to tell. I mean, you, you know, it looks. Especially exactly... to the common consumer. So Correct. you can get away with yeah. it for a long time. But mm-hmm. the thing is eventually it'll, it'll all come out. Cause the greed of the people who scam. Yeah. It will always be impossible to quench like that thirst. Yes. You know, like you, they'll never be satisfied. Like, cool, I've hit the million mark. Mm, now I want two. You know, like they, they, there's that greed that compounds, and eventually, if they get too big, or when they get too big, they eventually get caught. Yeah. Yeah. yeah George, George just made a comment. He's uh, basically, it's like Cuban cigars. So basically, you know, there, there's so many counterfeit cigars right yeah. now. So when you buy a Cuban cigar, the chances of you actually having a real one is. Yeah. Slim to none. Especially when you, you know. go to like the uh the southern countries, like the mm-hmm. southern border countries, or even like Key West. Like uh they I, I go to so many cigar shops, like uh just browsing and I always especially in Key West, it's just like uh Cuban cigars, Cuban cigars. I'm just like that's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I yeah, guarantee I'd... they catch people not even not even realizing it. And uh same I thing never. with like over like Cosmo, Mexico um and then the cayman islands and it was like yeah you may come across like because when you're that closer to it you can probably mm-hmm. get find the tr- some true stuff but when you see a lot of american tourists like there's definitely some company that's just like all right we're just gonna make cigars and just label them as cuban cigars not yeah. like and the average uh cigar smoker or person I, that won't even know the fucking difference i i wouldn't know i don't mm-hmm. i don't smoke enough cigars to know the difference yeah, I mean, I smoke cigars. Like, I just got this one. Uh, that is uh, actually Buffalo Trace cigar. Mm. They actually, I had no idea that they uh, made cigars, which is freaking dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I like nice. to, I do like my, I do like cigars, but I don't know enough about about it to to de- determine like this is a good quality cigar. <laughs> well, if it doesn't make you sick. I think that's a good start. Because <laughs> I've had some. Agree. I had to agree with that. I've, <laughs> at the I've same had, time, I've had a cigar where <clears throat> I've had some cigars. Like I don't. I haven't smoked a lot of cigars, but on occasion, you know, you'll out with the buddies or whatever, and you have a cigar, and it's like, oof, man, you're like two or mm. three puffs into, it and you're like, this is this is not. I don't feel good. <laughs> but then there's other ones. I'm like, ah, hey, you know what? This is not bad. I could smoke the whole thing. You know. Yeah, I, so, I I I definitely come across those too. But you know, they say if you don't get sick, though, it's just like mm-hmm. smoke enough of it, drink enough of it, and eat enough of anything it definitely gets you sick. Yes. <laughs> well, what do you Shall say we... we talk about credit scores? Boo! Boo. I thought we were trying to avoid that segment. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you know what? Here's the thing with credit scores is it sucks and I hate I I honestly like me personally like I hate 
the fact that we have credit scores, something that scores me based on how well I can pay off my debts and, and you know, how much money I have, whatever. I just, I hate that whole thing that, you know, I think it, why can't it just be equal and just, you know, hey, if you need a loan to buy a house, you should be able to get a loan to buy a house. Yeah. But obviously the banks are in the business of making money. So therefore they have to assess their risk. If you had a business and you're going to do a job or loan somebody money, you're going to be like, hey, are you going to pay me back? Are, yeah. are you, are you, are you going yeah. to like, ser like, seriously, are you going to pay me back? So they have to figure that out. And that's where the credit scores come in. So it's as much as you want to hate on it. It's, it's a necessary part of your personal finance, your, your wealth goals, whatever you're looking to do, you know, you're going to have to take out a loan at some point, unless you're living off the grid in a tent in the woods somewhere, you know, yeah so be it not even able to listen to this podcast right yeah so you yeah. wouldn't even be <laughs> hey that's a that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. uh, it really is important um but looking up the history of credit it's actually made things more expensive mm -hmm. before credit people saved their money they worked and they were able to afford things but right because of credit it allowed goods and services mainly goods to be uh increased in price because the affordability the dollar goes a lot further because of credit it's like yeah i make fifteen thousand dollars a year but with the credit i can actually extend that 15 to thirty thousand dollars a year um or more so so like that allows the you know pricing of anything and everything just to kind of go up because of that ability to gain credit um yep. So it's it is important to know the game instead of go against it against the grain. Um, that yep. way, if you know it, then you know how to play the game, yep. and therefore it'll only benefit you, and you'll be able to sleep a lot better. Because yep. I was in the same position you were, Jared, where mm -hmm. I just was I ignored credit. I, I didn't did. care about credit. I hated credit. I, I put myself in debt. Um, yeah. Uh, because of that uh, because of a credit card and didn't pay it didn't care to pay it went to collections um and then it wasn't until i got into this business you know when i was in my yep. mid-20s late 20s by the time i realized like you know it's pretty actually important if i want to buy a house one day you know and actually mm -hmm. practice what i preach and uh like i should probably get my shit together and because right. of that uh we've been able to afford two homes now and you know we're we got very very low debt with the exception of our homes mm -hmm. but like we we're actually it's been very freeing to know like where our credit and our finances are like that financial freedom has given us mental freedom yes yeah it's and having so, that understanding it helps i mean like you said there there was a point in time when credit was basically non-existent the only time you applied for credit or a loan is probably when you're going to buy a house you didn't have credit cards you didn't have all that you know all that other stuff you just when you wanted to buy something you saved up money yeah. you went out and bought it and then you know along come the credit card companies and all that and then they said hey we'll loan this to you on good faith mm -hmm. that you're going to pay us back and you will pay us back if you don't we're going to destroy your credit history and you're never going to be able to get a decent loan again. Yeah. So, so, but 
what's what's your understanding of like what a credit score is like how what do you think of what a credit score is yeah like what what what's your understanding of a credit score what you have my understanding i mean i I guess i kind of need a little bit more narrowed down my understanding of a credit score is that there's this range from good uh like from bad to great and that really limits your ability to be able to purchase things on a large scale car, which just be, which used to be a luxury is now becoming a necessity, uh, a house, which is a necessity. Uh, but we act like it's um, a luxury um, and I, and it's in terms of affordability and depending on how good your credit is and how responsible you are um, is where with your money, you are able to, stretch your dollar so much further and have the things uh wants and needs um because i would say you should focus on purchasing needs more than wants Uh, but i'm definitely kind of going off track here my idea of a credit score is just a system that helps banks and lenders determine the risk and how financially responsible you are yeah that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's so if you look at it kind of like your grades, you know, and going through through school. I mean, your grades kind of determined how well you performed in that class, how well you knew the knowledge, how well you did. Yeah. So your credit score is essentially the same thing. Your the the lenders, the banks, mm-hmm. they're looking at you, and you have a credit score. It's sort of like your grade. They're looking at you and say, how credit worthy is this person? How what is the likelihood that yeah. they're going to pay me back? And you know, and, and on a certain, you know, on a certain spectrum on that, on that Mm -hmm. scale. And the one, the scale that we're talking about is, you know, the, the credit score. So most people, when they talk about credit score, they're referring to what's called FICO, which is F I C O, which is, was created by what was it called? The, uh, fair, fair Isaac corporation. I think it was So some corporation. They came up with this algorithm to say, you know, taking all these variables in, and then they're going to grade you. They're going to score you on a scale between 300 and 850. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 300 being, you know, garbage. maybe you're just, yeah, garbage. Maybe, maybe you're garbage. just, you're just starting out. You, you're just starting to build credit. And <clears throat> so you might, you're going to start on the lower end. But then as you start to build that credit, you're going to get, you know, start inching your way, creeping up to the higher, the higher numbers. Yeah. And that's, that's what you want. And it's all about that financial responsibility, especially when people are loaning you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Um, and we also need to understand that it's important to kind of not to, to understand and assess risk. Um, because if we just gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to anybody and everybody, uh, just because they promise to pay without any kind of thorough background, mm-hmm. we are going to find ourselves in 2008 all over again, 2007, yep. 2008 all over again. Yep. And we don't want that. So they, when they, when that housing crash occurred, they really tightened up on stuff um, with a lot more regulations, rightfully so. And I have really no problems with the way regulations are and, mm-hmm. Um, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. I'm sure there is. There's always room for improvement. We should constantly always. be improving. Um, but 
uh, I have been seeing articles coming out for hair, uh, uh, fair housing violations on borrowers and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting because like, I don't think there's a lot of fair housing issues to be had here. It's like, I, it's either the person, the buyer is able to financially afford it or not just because they may be lower income. You know, it doesn't mean they don't have a right to a house by by any means, but should we be loosening regulations to accommodate people, someone who's uh, not financially stable? You know, are, are we are we digressing or are we improving? Right. In that case. So it's, it's yeah. kind of interesting. It is. It is. So, and going back to like credit scores and stuff. So that magic number, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a wide scale from 300 to 850. <clears throat> and that magic number is somewhere in that, that 600 range. I mean, 680 is sort of like, you know, that's sort of like a key number. Like if you can get above that 680, chances are like, you're going to start getting a little bit better. You're going to start, you know, as far as better. interest rates and, and things like that. If you're oh, 680 or like, like if you're less than 680, you start increasing the risk of either, you know, being rejected for certain loans, depending on what you're trying to apply for, or you're just going to get such an outrageous interest rate that man is going to, it's just going to cost you so much freaking money yeah. to, to buy anything on, on credit. So, so really that, that magic number, you really want to shoot for something above 680, 700s is even better. If you can get it up to like that 720 mark, I've heard that 720, is like that next magic yeah, number yeah, there's tears there's tears yeah. to that you're right yeah because uh if you're gonna if you're very low on the total pole you're not yes. gonna get the good stuff whereas if you're high on the total pole like 800 say 50 which is immaculate credit um then you're gonna be given the best rates uh not so much as the higher approval ability it'll just right the just that the back end of terms would be better and would more beneficial for you. Right. So, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that kind of gives you an idea of where those credit ranges fall, but then, so here's one of the mysteries that, yeah, I, I really didn't understand and I didn't know how credit scores were actually made up and it's still, so here's, here's the thing, the algorithm that the companies use, it's a proprietary uh, algorithm. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to, divulge that stuff because otherwise i mean it's think of it like you know google's alg algorithms or any tech company algorithm or something you know that that you're searching for stuff or you know it's all proprietary stuff yeah they're not going to divulge that because as soon as they do then people are going to know how to manipulate uh -huh. not not on a good way, way. Not yeah. on a good way. They're going to do it, you know, on a bad way to where they can manipulate their score yeah. to make it appear as if it, you know, so it's, it's, so just take that for what it is. But what we do know is we know it's basically there's five different categories of how the credit score is made up. <clears throat> and I, are you familiar with these, Chris? Like how, you know, how, the, the, yeah, the how it's made up. Um, yeah. yeah, there's utilization. Um, there's, uh history so longevity right um and those are the two biggest ones oh 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 um it's inquiries number of inquiries like how how yeah. um, often is your credit being pulled that those those i think those are the three uh you're saying there was five 
Yeah, there's there's five different categories. Um, okay. So so basically, like the first one, it's going to be your payment history. So oh, payment okay. history is going to be it's actually the biggest factor, the biggest weighted factor that goes into your credit score, and it's weighted by thirty five percent. So that accounts for thirty five percent of your credit score, your payment history. Um, okay. So and then the second biggest one is going to be the utilization that you talked about. So basically how much, so you have, whenever you apply for credit, you have a certain amount of credit available. Mm -hmm. How much of that credit are you using? So yeah. if you have, let's say you have a $10,000 credit line and you're using $5,000, you've, you've got $5,000 racked up on your credit card. Yes. You're using 50%. That's not a good number. Credit card companies like to see around 10% uh, utilization or less. Um, anything more than that, then it starts really, you know, the more it is above that, then the more it starts hurting your, your, yeah. uh, your credit score. So the utilization that's, that affects your score. Uh, that's a 30%. That's 30% mm -hmm. of your score. The yeah. third one, what you said is your credit history. <clears throat> and so here's, here's a couple of, um, interesting facts about the credit history. So the credit history, it makes up 15% of your credit score, but if so now what they do is so before they would just look at the overall age you know what your what the age was of your your credit even if you closed accounts or whatever now yeah. they look at so if you let's say like when you're a teenager you're just getting into the age where you could open up a credit card you open up a credit card that's now your oldest you know credit on file on your history on your account so long as you didn't close it so long as you didn't close it, as soon as you close it, now that average age becomes newer. So yeah. where that average age, you know, if you had that older credit card, still your, you know, your average age might be 15 years of credit history. Yeah. You now remove that credit, that credit card. Now it moves up to, so maybe it's only eight years or 10 years. Yeah. So, so that has a big factor. So here's the thing with that is, if you have old credit like that, mm -hmm. don't close them out. As long as it's not, as long as there's no like annual fee or anything like that, don't close them out. Even if they do have an annual fee, sometimes you can actually, you can call up the credit card company and, and talk to them and say, hey, I don't want to close this account, but I don't want to pay the annual fee. Can you put me on, can you give me a credit card? Can you switch it over to something that doesn't have an annual fee. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It just yeah, depends. A lot on, of times they're not going the to. If if they're going to do that and they hear that you're not using it, then they might as well just close your account. And sometimes yeah. they they will close your account because you're not using it. They're losing money by having you on there. Then it, then it's worth having you on there. Right. So um, that's that's a huge thing. And what's really a kick in the teeth um, is that your longevity of of uh, history is such a monumental amount uh, uh such a factor that it's like you, i was like i can't help it if i've only had a credit card for three years and it's just like what am i right. supposed to do it's just like yeah. i'm just starting out um or if like like my entire life i never i mean i had a credit card i maxed it out and i didn't care for it didn't want it i got my first real credit card at like 23 Okay. 23 years old. Yeah. Uh, and I blew it out of the water or 20, 22, 23 years old, blew it out of the water. Um, and then I, I didn't get another one. 
and I just had my first, I just got my first credit card last year again. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, see, I don't need, I don't need a credit card in order to build credit though, but it's you the, don't, easiest, the easiest ways to build credit. You don't, but it is, yeah, it, it is one of the easiest ways. And here's the thing I'll, we'll talk about here in just a second. Um, or in just a few minutes, but there are ways if you are just starting out or if you do have bad credit, there are ways to help boost that score. So let's say, you know, if you're trying to get that quick, you know, boost in your score, there are ways to do that. We'll talk about that here in just, yeah, in just we'll, a couple we'll show minutes. You some, uh, we'll tell you some tips and tricks too, for sure. Um, so, right, so what's so another we, one? What's, so uh, we, we talked about, yeah, what would we talk about? The history. So then the, the number fourth one or the, the fourth one is going to be, so the types of credit or the credit mix. So basically lenders want to see like a, a, a mix. They want to see auto loans, credit cards, mortgage, you know, different types of loans, because what that says is, Hey, this person is he's respond or he or she, they're responsible at handling different types of credits. They have a car and look, they're making on-time payments. They have a credit card. They know how that works. They're making on-time. It's just like, you know, as you're growing into your adult years, you get more experience and you become more responsible, so to speak. Most mm. adults, not all but, adults, some uh, yeah. of them are still uh, irresponsible. But so that's what they're talking about. And then the last one there is, is just talking about um, hard inquiries. Like how many credit inquiries have you had in a certain amount of time on your on your your credit report so basically like when you go to apply for uh, an auto loan or a credit card or a mortgage company or like a you know if you're buying a house they're they're going to run your credit and it's going to put a hard inquiry on your your credit report which um it pull you know it's so that one is is weighted that accounts for like 10 percent of of your credit score so it is going to pull it down a little bit, but the nice thing with the credit inquiries, you do have the ability to shop. This was something that I think they added. I can't remember. It's been fairly recent, like within the past decade where they, they made it to where you can shop around for, for rates, for interest rates. So if let's say you're going to buy uh, a vehicle and you want to shop around. So, before you would go into the dealership and then the dealership would pull your credit and boom, that's one hard inquiry. Mm -hmm. And then you would call up your bank and you'd say, Hey, I want to see what kind of interest rate you're going to give me. Boom. That's a second hard inquiry. They got, yeah. you know, the banks and the, the credit bureaus are like, okay, let's, we're kind of prohibiting people from shopping around. We need to, you know, allow them to shop around. So what they said is any, credit inquiry that that is in the same category such as auto loan or home mortgage or something like that within a certain amount of time i think i can't remember it's like two or four weeks i can't remember exactly mm -hmm. how much time but as long as you do it within that time frame it's only going to count as one inquiry so it's only one hard inquiry on your credit you i had to disagree with that because like what, when when i got my car loan mm-hmm uh, and I got the car and I sat with them. I went to my bank first. Yep. I went to my credit union. They denied me. Um, okay. And then when I went to them, uh, to the actual dealership, they pulled my credit six, seven times. The dealership did? Yeah. Because they have to go to all these banks and they're they're all just doing it. Crushed my credit score. Anytime you go to take a car loan to get it, like they are just sitting there and just going through pushing the button to see who's going to accept you. Who's going to accept you? All right, this one accepted you. Okay. 
anyone else um or if there's like two or three they get accepted um then they're saying all right this one's got the best rate uh and like it just fucks your credit score that's it so did, weird did because damage to mine it absolutely did damage to mine it's not supposed to because that's actually something that they passed to where for that how specific recent? reason how, how uh, recently was that I, I i don't know i'd have to go back and look and see when did you buy the car uh 2017 okay 2017 2018 i don't know i have to go back I'll and have, look because I, that I'll shit have to crushed go, I'll have me to look because because i know for a fact that it, they it was they like did a, that specifically to, I think to I'm make excessive, it but i could have swore it was like almost a 40 point drop because mm, of that that's usually in uh in because it's again that's it's only 10 percent of your yeah. score so it should not affect your score by 40 oh, it, so it there was there it. was something else going on yeah. there uh, something something else was going on so i'm i just remember like i got like a in the mail and it's like regarding your credit score and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> it's I know. just that that it was is a massive drop. It was a huge drop. I think forty is excessive, but I know it was like I know it was over like over twenty. That is really. Um, yeah. it, but I definitely know with mortgages, everything you're saying is factual. Right. Everything you're saying when it comes to mortgages is factual because, like, when I got my uh, credit score pulled for the home, um, it was my my score only went down like I think like five points from that, okay. and then I I built it up, and then after that. Uh, my credit score went up because <laughs> I guess my debt ceiling went up. So therefore my credit score okay. went up. Yes. And then I had paid something off shortly after that. Oh, I got it. I know what it was. I got a mm -hmm. Home Depot credit card. So once we bought the house, I got a, I went ahead and went and applied for a Home Depot credit card. My uh, my score dropped significantly. And I um I use Credit Karma. Um you know, yes. like just for like a, a just a bare base. And it's not something to be considered uh um what's the word i'm looking for um as set into stone per se as a lot of people think it's like well my on credit card i'm saying my score is like uh, a 720 and you're saying it's a 680 and it's just like yeah it's because it's credit karma unfortunately yeah um so i took I, photos of that ins of that drop um i'm trying to find it here so I just looked up on Experian.com. Experian is is one of the three credit bureaus. So you have Experian, Equifax, and then TransUnion. Those are the three main uh, yeah. credit bureaus, and they're the ones that keep track of all of your credit history and your credit scores and and everything like that. They also have some data breaches. I I, I don't understand how they're they're still like they weren't fined just billions and billions of dollars because that's just ridiculous that I have my information on there, my private social security number and all my information. And then they, it gets breached. And then it's like, Oh, here's, you know, pay us a couple hundred thousand grand. And you know, it, yeah. that's like pocket change for them. Literally. Right. I, I think it's the most ridiculous thing that people, you know, these companies can just let our, our data be randomly, you know, hacked. And then they only have to pay. I was like, oh, my yeah. bad. Here's a hundred bucks, you know? Yeah. It's like the price of doing business nowadays is just a right. fine. It's... And it's like, I, when I hear some of the shit that's going on and like the only they're getting a fine, I'm just like, they should be shut down. It, people need to be arrested. Set an example. Ridiculous. So for all these other companies, 
It's ridiculous. We will be able to rebuild it. Someone will be able to come yeah. back and rebuild the same business model, but with different management and less corrupt assholes. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a, see, we're getting into politics here. So anyways, uh, so you see here, um, I bought my house in uh, uh, February uh, 7th, 2020. And Dude, so what's wrong with your was, screen? Huh? It's all cracked and stuff. Oh, yeah. I totally dropped it. Dang. So <laughs> 698 is when I got my pulled on November 17th, uh, got my credit pulled. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, then after the pull, because we had your credit has to get pulled one more time. So mm -hmm. January 22nd, we're about a week away from your uh, uh, from closing. See, so just from that one little pull, it dropped, right? Dropped one point. Yeah, dropped one point. And then after I got after we got the home, we're now March one month later, my credit score went up. Yep. And then you can see that huge drop right here. And it dropped in April mm -hmm. of uh, April, just a couple months later. And it was because of the Home Depot credit card. So um, because that, you opened up a new credit card, open up a new credit card, right? Uh, Home Depot line. So it's it's small stuff like that that will tank your credit scores. It can at first, and then it'll that'll increase. It can in the long run if you give it a, a few months, it it'll come back. And as long oh, yeah. as you're paying that, because what they're looking for is they're looking for that credit history. It's like, oh no, Chris just opened up a Home Depot credit card. What what's going to happen? <laughs> Yeah. Is he gonna pay it off? And then you make a couple, you know, a few months of on-time payments because late payments is a huge yeah. factor. And so and, after uh, I opened it, yeah, I did a little bit of time. It jumped right back up. So there you go. That's when you're when you're. That's just that you got to play the game and you got to know that once your inquiry gets pulled, um, and you should definitely monitor your inquiry, uh, yep. and then also, um monitor your overall credit health uh you can pull your credit report and your score once a year for free you should yes. do that yep so you so there's basically there's three different uh sites that that i use one of them is credit karma creditkarma.com if you're not familiar you can go on there you can sign up you can put in your you, you got to give them your social security number and everything because they have to pull your background mm -hmm. and everything credit karma the score that you get on there <clears throat> is never going to be the same as like when you go to apply for credit, it's it's going to be different. It, it I've done it to where my credit karma score might say 700 and then I go to to apply for credit and then it comes back. They said, oh, no, you got like a 720. And I'm like, really? Or it comes back and then they're like, oh, no, you got like a 690. I'm like, OK, it's never, you know, but it's usually fairly close to where credit karma says it is. The other one is the annual credit report dot com. You can go there and you can get your credit score and your credit report once a year for free. There's no charge to it or anything. Credit Karma doesn't cost anything. The way they make money is they sell you credit cards. Like they make protection, money. notifications, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So so they have other ways to make money. Um, there's there's freecreditreport.com, which I tell a lot of buyers, like, hey, you can pull your credit yeah. report right through there. Yeah. Basically, if, if, if you're if you're paying or if you're on a comp or on a website where they're trying to charge you for your credit report or to see your credit score, nope, don't do it because there there's too many free ways to get it done. So don't worry about, yeah. you don't have to pay 
to get your credit score nowadays. Back in the day, maybe, you know, you had to like, you know, some secret site, you slip them 10 bucks and you know, hey, what's my credit <laughs> score, you know, on, on the down low. But now it's it's like, oh, it's out there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's what it feels like sometimes. Like when it was first kind of new, like way back in the day, it's like, hey man, hey, you got any credit scores around here? What, you know, I, I need my, I give you 20 bucks and you you tell me my credit score and my, give me my credit, yeah. you know, it felt like such a, you know, like you're doing a drug deal. It's like, oh, oh, that's a good credit report right there. Let me get some of that. You know, I just, it's so stupid. Oh, oh that's going to be know, like all these credit repair companies too. Like what's your, real quickly, what's your opinion on credit repair companies? So credit repair companies, um, I don't know. I, I would say start at least attempt to, to repair and do some stuff on your own before you call i mean unless you're just completely clueless on how the whole thing works but if if you can at least get your credit report and go through that and see all the late payments see what you know what kind of debt you have what kind of loans you have and then if anything's wrong on there there's there's literally phone numbers for each lender there's mm -hmm. phone numbers on there you can call them up and say hey i was late a couple of times how can we fix this because Nine times out of ten, they're gonna work with you somehow, depending on how late it is. See, they want to get how... paid. They'll they'll even settle. Yes. Well, yeah. Especially yep. like, because you have to you have to address your collections. You have to address mm -hmm. your derogatory remarks. Mm -hmm. Um, and and if someone's pulling your credit, even if it's a soft pull on a regular basis and it's unauthorized, you can send them like you can call them up and be like, I need you to stop what you're doing right fucking now. Um, and also, it's a good way to kind of identify if there's been a potential identity identity theft. Um, yeah. And yeah, like a number credit, of inquiries, yeah. and it's just like, what the hell is this? And it's like, yeah, we got your identity was pulled in, you know, Morocco. It's just like, well, asshole, I've never been there, so I need right. that's identity theft right there. So yeah. there's it's there's a lot of good reasons to monitor your credit report, not so much as your credit score. Credit score can come once a month, but it's it's really your um, it's really your your credit report and like what's what's on there. That's right. I would say that's almost more important yeah. to look at on a regular yeah. basis than your actual score. So so there's, look at your there's, score when you're about to buy something. Yes. So when you when you pull your credit score, there's really there's there's like five things. I kind of broke it down into there's five things that you really need to look for, and <clears throat> one of them is how much credit history do you have. So and this is all going back to how it's going to affect your credit score. So how much credit history do you have? Like when was, what's the oldest account that you have on there? The second thing is how many late payments do you have? Do you have just one or two or three, or, you know, hopefully not more than that, but so if you do, history. yeah, that payment history, that's going to affect your score quite a bit. And, and I'll talk about how to, how to mitigate that here in just a second. So three, um, how many account, do you have any accounts that are actually in collections so collections i think we kind of touched on it so basically if, if you're late usually more than like 180 days um if you're late on your payment it's the 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 company that you're borrowing the money from they're just they're going to charge it off as you know a loss they're going to sell it to some collection agents a third-party company and they're going to literally they sell it for like pennies on the dollar pennies on the top. I mean, they, they might sell a $5,000, uh, debt for, you know, 
500 bucks or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid how cheap they sell these things for. So, and this goes back to, if you just call the lender, call your credit card company or whoever you have a late payment and you just like, Hey, I'm delinquent on some of these payments. What can we do? Can we work something out? You know, because chances are that company is going to work something out because they don't want to lose the $5,000. They would rather try to work something out and be like, hey, tell you what, pay us $4,000. We'll call it even. We'll we'll mark it as, you know, yep. it's paid, it's caught up, it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and they'll, they'll just ask we'll for a letter of deletion. Um, yeah. You can, like, have that being sent to the uh, credit bureaus. Yeah, um, which is important. So it's uh, it's it's all pretty yeah. important. Like uh, try to negotiate with them. Don't just ignore it. They want no. they call you and mail you for yes. a reason. Yes, they want to get yeah. paid to some degree. They they hundred percent want to work with you. And late payments. I and I I've had this on mine. Um, late payments stay on your credit report for about seven years. It's kind of like if you if you break a mirror, you got seven years of bad luck. If you have a late payment and it goes to your credit report, credit report, it stays there yeah. for for seven years. That's yeah. That's there's a, a lot time. of stuff. Like same thing with the collections and derogatory remarks. That stays on there, man. Yeah. Like even though it's paid off and you can request a letter of deletion, they they always say the same. Every time I call them, they're just like, uh, "We, they we have a right to leave it on there for seven years." And you're just like, "Yeah, but I'm asking you. I've already had. Yeah. I've already satisfied this." Yep. Uh, it's like we uh, like there's there's nothing wrong with it. She's like, yes, it is. You're hurting my score. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And but but here's the thing. There's there's no obligation from the the credit company, whether it's credit card or whoever the lender is. There's no obligation. They're not required to remove it. Yeah. So when you call them, you be as nice and polite. And how's your day going? And I hope yes. you know you ha yeah. having you know. Oh, it's such a wonderful day. The weather is beautiful and the birds are chirping. And oh, by the way, would you mind removing that late payment that I had yeah. uh, off my credit score? Because it'll really help me. Yeah, I you actually just, you have I, to be. I do as much as I can to engage. Like, it doesn't matter really who I'm talking to, really. I try to engage as much as I can just by like, how's your day? Like, get to know them. They're, like, they're not a robot. They are a fucking human being on the other end they of the are. line. They are. And you can manipulate so and and to be honest like those so and if you're not comfortable doing it that's what you're paying those uh uh people that, that yeah the credit repair companies and they, hopefully you know hopefully they should be good at the politeness and the you know the repertoire or whatever you call it yeah the you know going through the motions sort of like when you you hire a lawyer to go fight your traffic ticket the lawyer's going to go in there and be like, oh, you know, he didn't do it on purpose. You know, he's sorry. And can is there any way you can just waive it this time? And, you know, it's kind of like that. But doesn't hurt to just attempt it, to try it yourself. If you don't, you know, because if you're in that, chances are if you're in that situation, you might not have the money to pay a credit repair company to mm -hmm. go and do this stuff for you. Yeah. You could take the that money is, and put it towards... Yeah. And if I think if I'm correct on this one, I'm not sure. But if you have something in collections and you call up that that collector, you can be like, "Hey, listen, um, I want to start paying this debt off. Is there no way we can pull it out of collections, and then I just kind of pay you guys? Because because mm -hmm. right now, like your your payment your your balance is considered in collections, but mm -hmm. there's a debt servicer 
who is there who's attempting to collect the debt and yep. um they will contact you and they that they're that is their job is to work with you to satisfy this debt whether it be mm-hmm. through a settlement or a pay structure sometimes mm-hmm. they're like well how much can you qualify for how much can you contribute and then you just be like 20 bucks a month okay not a problem let's go ahead and yeah. set you up for 20 dollars a month sometimes yep. they'll ask you if it's in, some some of them will do income based but that's what yep. their model is it's like how much money do you make oh, I, I make you know fifty thousand dollars a year so okay well based on that based on the amount here's the they'll walk you through the formula and they say like right you're obligated to pay 120 dollars a month yep well unfortunately I, I can't pay 120 dollars a month with the other bills that i have but i'm willing to pay 50 dollars a month and they'll, yep. they'll they will work with you, you just got to negotiate with them and yeah. it's just like it's gonna suck. It will suck. I, I've yes. been through the trenches. Jerry's been yep. through the trenches. Millions yep. of people have been through the trenches. That um, sucks. But I'm telling you, putting your head in front of your finances and digging your way out instead of digging with your head down um, mm-hmm. is so much more satisfying when you come out of that goddamn trench and knowing mm-hmm. that you did it. And there's like you're gonna fear almost nothing. Money will no longer be a, uh, an object of fear for you. Um, yes. and that's what you want. Uh, yep. that's why, that's what I encourage. Yeah. It's and to, you know, the only downside is once it has gone to collections, the chances of that lender pulling it back from collection, unless it's like an in-house, some companies have their own in-house collections, you know, collection agency to where they just, yeah. it transferred from, from the active loan to a collection department within yeah. the same company. Sometimes it can go backwards and, and go into like a, a repayment kind of a status. But if, if they sell that loan to a third party, the chances of, of them getting that loan back for you to work with that original lender is, yeah. is basically slim to none. You're going to have to call that collection company. Now you can still call the collection company and negotiate something with them because like I said before, they bought this loan they bought this yeah. debt for pennies on the dollar. So if they bought it for $500, you know, they bought a $5,000 debt for 500 bucks. You can call them up and be like, Hey man, I got 2,500 bucks. I can give you that right now. Like free and clear. We're done. You don't bother me no more. And yep. you know, and, and they make out better. So, so keep that in mind when you're, when you're going through this process, trying to figure out, you know, how to pay these things off and, and kind of look at it. I, almost look at it like sort of a game, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder what I can get with this one, you know, but then don't be disappointed if you don't get anything, because at the end of the day, yeah. you did spend the money. Mm-hmm. You, do did. Owe the, you, did. you do owe the money. It was, yeah. you know, you, you messed up and you spent too, you spent more than what you could afford, but you know, you can't get mad about it. Um, a couple yeah, of the can. other things to, to check on your credit report is going to be like high balances because that credit utilization. So if you have high balances, you want to try to start paying those down. And yeah. then the other one is uh, look for bankruptcies and foreclosures. Now, obviously, if you have those, you would know about it because you had to physically file for bankruptcy. Or if you went through a foreclosure, you're probably not in your same house for for that yeah. reason. Um, but what happens sometimes is you go through those things, but then they don't get taken off of your credit report. I forget how long they stay on there, but sometimes there's, and there's a time limit 
after that time limit, sometimes they don't go away. So you want to look you if you've ever, yeah. And, and yeah. if they haven't removed it, yeah, you got to call them up and say, Hey, that was, you know, five years ago or seven years ago or whatever the timeline yeah. is, the time frame. that was, you know, X amount of time ago, it needs to come off my report because yeah. as long as it's, even if it's outside of that time, as long as it's still on your report, it's still negatively. <laughs> It it yep it affects it affects your, your credit score. <laughs> that was funny. It's it's no good. So, um, so the next section. So I've I've kind of wanted to break this up into like, and we've kind of jumped around a little bit, but um, you know, we we've talked about what credit scores are. We've talked about how to get your credit report and what to look for on your credit report. Credit report, and then we talked a little bit about how to raise your credit score during that conversation. But there's, you know, the last, basically the last meat and bones of it, which was what everybody like wants to know, how the hell do I raise my credit score? And we've talked mm -hmm. about a few of them, but we'll go, you know, I've got six points here or five points uh, in our, in our notes here. So basically like how to boost your credit score. What are the top five ways to boost your credit score? I'm going to talk about them now. It's pretty Do easy. It. Honestly, it really it, is. It once is. you, once you know what these are, it's like, Oh, well that's simple. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. It is. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not rocket scientists, rocket it's science. Not, yeah. You don't have to be a rock. I, kind of merge those together rocket scientist and you don't have to be a rocket scientist science yes. rocket science you don't have to be a rocket to figure it out oh my lord yeah uh so the first thing is uh if you don't have enough credit to increase um or so going back to the age of your credit. So here's, have you ever been, have you ever added somebody or been an authorized user on somebody's credit card? Uh, yeah. And then vice versa. So you, you've been an authorized user and then you've given it to somebody else as well. More, more the, um, more of someone's been an authorized user for me. So I was going, and I went on their card to boost my credit score. There you go. So if you don't have the credit history and the, the age of credit or whatever, you can piggyback on somebody else's credit by becoming an authorized user. There are some caveats to it. <clears throat> um, but, and some of the, the lenders and the credit card companies have kind of gotten wise to, to that because they knew a lot of people were, getting into like they were becoming an authorized user and it's like, Oh, I'm going to boost my credit score. But here's the thing. Some of these lenders are like, mm, Nope, we're not going to you're because what happened before is I become an, let's say Chris, like I, you're going to make me an authorized user on your credit card because you've yeah. got wonderful credit. And so when I become an authorized user, <clears throat> I now sort of inherit your credit history onto my account, onto my credit, you know, and it okay. affects my credit score. So, but now what the, uh, what some of the lenders started to get wise to, so to speak, is the fact that they're like, yeah, we know what you're doing. So we're not going to report their whole history 
onto <laughs> your credit report because nah, that's not how that works. Right. So, so there's a couple of credit cards that still will look at the whole thing, you know, if you do that, but you, ha you just have to go and, and do the research and figure it out. Um, I can't remember. I saw which ones it, that still did it, but I, I don't remember. And I don't want to say because, uh, I don't want you to take me at my word for it, but authorized <laughs> user is, is definitely a really good way to raise your credit scores pretty quick too i mean it, it happens happens pretty quick it, i've it, done it because yeah, you're raising your debt ceiling yeah right especially yeah. for someone who has a low credit score or like low uh, credit like ceiling credit ceiling mm -hmm. uh and like sorry a low credit balance but a high ceiling um when you come when you bring that debt over to you that ceiling is raised so mm -hmm. if i have a ten thousand dollar credit card and my wife has ten thousand uh, dollar credit card, uh, yep. and both of our balances are zero. If we become authorized users for each other, both mm -hmm. of us just raised our ceiling ten thousand. So now we have a credit of twenty thousand. Yep. So when you increase that ceiling, that increases your ability uh, affordability on, on a lot of things in terms of your credit stuff. Yep. Utilization. That's Utilization. what you're referring. Yep. That's such a hard word to say. Utilization. 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 Okay. Well, Mr. Expert at saying utilization. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's actually one of the ways to raise your credit score is utilization. Mm -hmm. I forget what the uh, what was the uh, percentage that that counts towards your. I think thirty. Was it thirty? Yeah, thirty percent. So you 30 want to stay in the thirty percent utilization. So well, it it affects your credit score. That's it's a 30% weight on your credit score. Oh, that's what you're talking about. I thought yeah. you like, okay, it's like, well, let's talk you about want, balances real quick. You right, want to try to keep it. You want to try to keep it below like a 10%. You that's like the best zero is going to oh, yeah. be great, but 10%, you know, if you start going more than that, then it could minimum, have minimum a, 30. And then after that, like you want to go below. Right. So another thing, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so with utilization, so this is kind of counterintuitive. So obviously if you have a high, you know, if you, you have a lot of debt and your utilization is, is high, you want to pay down <clears throat> on some of that debt to, to spread that gap a little bit. Right. So, um, but the other thing you can do, and it's sort of counterintuitive and, and it's going to drop your score initially, mm -hmm. like what, what you, what we saw with with your Home Depot credit card, mm -hmm. but you can actually go out and you, you apply for new credit cards. Well, there's two things you can do. First thing is I would call your current credit cards and say, Hey, any chance mm. you can raise my credit, yeah. my credit limit, increase that. You know, debt, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're now increasing that gap. The other thing you can do is apply for new credit cards. Yep. Hopefully, you know, it's, they're not going to, you know, you want to do ones that aren't going to give you, they don't have like an annual fee and, and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to yeah, use the credit cards. The perks. But, yeah. Right, right, right. But if, if you're trying to just raise your credit score and you want, you don't want to spend the annual fee, you would rather put that towards paying down debt, which I highly, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Once you get your debt under control, then you can start, you know, looking for the credit cards that have good perks and have annual fees and so on and so on. But I would recommend just applying for regular credit cards, no annual fees, just to increase that debt to credit or, you know, 
credit utilization ratio. Yeah. I I have to I have to agree with you on that one. Um, it's you're gonna want that. <clears throat> You want to increase that uh, utilization there. See, now I had a hard time saying it. See, I'm telling you, man, it's it's a hard word to say, and I don't know why, and I hate. <laughs> I wish there was some other word I could say, utilization, because I have to like, I have to like squinch Slow my key down. utilization. Um, okay, so, but it, but it, it's it's kind of backwards as far as, hey, I have bad credit. I'm going to go yeah. apply for more credit cards so I can get better credit. <laughs> How dumb does that sound? But it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. So we talked about. here. Here's a little note while you're going through that. Um, yeah. When you are using your credit card mm -hmm. and you use it often, here's the thing to remember. There is a due date and then there's yes. a report date. Um, they are two different things. So your due date is say like, it's like on the twentieth or twenty fifth, uh, and so that's when your payment, your minimum payment, is due. And so say if you pay off your credit card, and you make your payment, awesome. The twenty fifth, the twenty sixth rolls around. You decide to go out on a shopping spree, um, and then you blow through that ten percent threshold of utilization or thirty percent threshold. You just say, fuck it, max it out. Um, well, the report date is like three days behind the due date. So, and they're going to report that you made a payment, yes, but they're also going to report that now there's a new balance above whatever whatever you just spent on that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help your credit score. It actually hurts depending on mm -hmm. how big that utilization is. Correct. So you have to find out when that report date is. Because mm -hmm. they don't, they don't really care. They do care about the payment, but they care about yes. what the balance is, because that has a massive impact, like we have we just been discussing. Yep. So call and contact. Uh, it's really hard to find in writing of like when your report date is, and yep. if you're having a hard time, just call them yeah. and be like, "Hey, when is the report date? When do you do, when do you report my card balance and payment to the to the credit bureaus? To the oh, bureaus, it's the twenty yeah. eighth, and your and your mm -hmm. payments on the history oh, is on the twenty fifth. So right. now you know. I got to wait three days before you use this thing again. I got every time I make a payment, right. set it to the side, pick yep. it back up. Yeah, because it doesn't always fall on the same day that your payment is due. And just yeah. because you made a payment and then you use it again, yeah, just like you said, they're they're gonna report whatever the balance is at that time, and they're yeah. gonna send it off to the credit bureaus. So yeah, it, mm -hmm. and I've done that before. I've called the credit card company and I'm like, hey, when do you guys send this off? Like, and I, I've done it on the flip side. I'm like. I don't have any money to pay you right now, but when are you going to send it to the credit bureaus so I can make yeah. sure I pay it before you guys before send that. it? <laughs> yeah, because I don't want the late payment showing up. Yeah, you don't. So want that. yeah, don't don't get late payments if if you had like if you're gonna be late or if it already is late, call the you know chances are I mean they 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 probably will just report the balance has increased. They might not you know after like thirty days. They yeah. might not report the late payment just yet. So hmm. sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It depends on the on the company. But you can call them and say, Hey, I'm I'm running late. I can't I, I couldn't make the payment. Can I pay it now? Can I you know mm -hmm. can we can you not send this to the credit bureau because it's gonna kill my yeah. score? 
chances are it is kind of automatic um that they nowadays it probably is yeah a lot a lot of it is before yeah. you know when it was still fairly new it was like kind of manual like i think people had to sit there and and uh and and send it off um so i mean that's that's late payments so late payments don't just get it taken care of if you have any late payments on your your credit report get that taken care of you can actually if if the credit card company won't work with you on getting those paid off or getting them removed. You can ask them to remove late payments to say, Hey, this is paid in full. And then they will remove, you know, they don't have to, but they can, yeah. if they won't do that, go on to your, <clears throat> onto your credit report and start looking for any discrepancies on the balance, on the due dates, on anything that might be inaccurate. Because if you can find some inaccuracies and then you you dispute it, you can. There's a function on the the uh, credit report that you can dispute certain inquiries or late payments or whatever. You can dispute that stuff, and then it's up to the credit card company or the lender to prove yes, this person does owe this much. It was past due on this date. He does have a balance of this. If they can't prove these things, they they have to take it off. Because yeah. that means it's like ah, we don't have a record of it. I don't know. It's it's not matching up. So this is this must be false. So it's a it's kind of like a hail mary. It's kind of like the Super Bowl the other night when when the Eagles, you know, that very last play they had to like just boom and they, the dude couldn't even like throw the ball like more than like, what do you throw it like thirty yards or something forty I mean, yards can, if, if, yeah. if that I'm like it, I mean it, it I definitely I, fell I, short on that unfortunately I, I I mean he probably threw the ball as far as I farther than I could throw the ball 100% Definitely. but yeah but still and I'm I was expecting him to like bomb it into the end zone or something I was expe- like, I was I was hoping for a bomb into the end zone and just like uh yeah 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 bummer kind of like damn it um <laughs> yeah damn it I would have been so, nice to see before so there's we we've talked about pretty much everything except for one thing that I want to touch on real quick before we start wrapping it up. And that is, so one of the other ways is you can start boosting your credit score is actually through your, if you, if you're renting, you can use your rent payments. You can use, um, even like utility streaming services. You're you're paying those utilities, your phone bill, um, that kind of Experian. Have you heard of this Experian boost? Yeah, Experian Boost. Um, self-reporting is really nice. Yes. Uh, I think it's a good start for, for a lot of people who are trying to recover mm-hmm. um, to do the self-reporting, especially if you know you're going to be renting for the next year. You should absolutely be working on like self-reporting on a yeah. regular basis. And then also... What do you mean by self-reporting? Like, who do you report it to? Like, you, you self-report to um, like the ex, uh, experience to the, to the credit bureaus. Okay. So Experian actually, Experian actually has, it's called Experian Boost. They actually have something that you sign up for an account and then you link it directly to your bank account. Mm -hmm. So then that way it can go through and you tell it which, you know, transaction. Okay, here's my phone bill. I've been paying it. So it actually monitors directly in your bank account. That's kind of cool. So that sounds like something that sounds like a little like self, the self-reporting. It's it's kind of that, but you 
it does it automatically. So you yeah. sign up for it, you link everything up, and then mm -hmm. it says, okay, yeah, he's making, you know, they're making payments on time to phone bill, credit cards, uh, rent payments, you know, because rent payments, you, you almost never get... Uh, you know, before they, which had is this. really sad. There needs to be a policy there, on that. There does, yeah. Because if if I'm going to borrow, or if somebody's going to borrow money, and they've been on time with rent payments, which is like a huge thing, yeah. If they've been on time with that, then yeah, I'm going to loan them some money. Yeah. Because obviously they're just like their rent is just like their mortgage. It's just yeah. like I, the people who are paying rent should absolutely be allowed to report that, or should be by yeah. law yeah whether it be like a major company or a, uh, a a small individual like like you and me if we were to rent out a property to someone like we yeah. should have an obligation to report that to the credit bureau oh 100 percent. yeah you know it's yeah like, i'm it, only helping you or i'm hurting you depending on how late you are well yeah obviously if you're no and that's that's the caveat if you're not on time with paying like your utilities and your your phone payment and uh you know whatever don't ex don't sign up for Experian Boost and don't self-report it because it's gonna seem like oh this guy's always late and you kind of did that to yourself so yeah don't if you're if you're late on that kind of stuff don't yeah don't sign up for that but I agree you know it's, that's it's one that's towards financial uh, freedom you have yes. to, you have to head take that shit head on you can't you, you gotta you gotta get you gotta get your credit score under control if you're yep. not sure. If you're not sure how to do it, reach out to a reach out. I tell you the honestly the best way. Financial advisor. Yeah, a, <laughs> reach a out financial advisor. Well, even us. that, even that is going to be a financial advisor might be too much. But reaching out to a mortgage a mortgage broker like uh, uh, Greg or something like that, because they're going to have an idea. Like if you're trying to get a loan and and you want to know how to to raise your credit score. Yeah. Talk to a mortgage broker, a mortgage lender, whoever it is, you know, in that field, because they're mm -hmm. going to tell you they know exactly what the underwriters want to see. And they've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these files. Yeah. And they know exactly. OK, look, you have a 620 credit score right now. I need to get you to 650. You have this. I need you to pay this down. I need you to pay yeah. this down. I need you to go and and fix this. I need you. You know, they're gonna start going through and looking at all these things, and they're gonna tell you. So don't. So don't go out and initially pay a credit repair company. Yep. Call a lender I, I first. Wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I would if try to tackle it yourself. Yeah. If if you're in the market to buy a house, call like get in touch with me. Get in touch with Chris. We'll put you in touch with a mortgage broker, or if you know somebody that's a mortgage broker, call them, and then I guarantee they're going, they're they're hundred percent. They're going to tell you, all right, we're going to look at this, we're going to analyze. You got to do this, you got to do that, and they're going to because they want you to buy a house. Yeah, because, that's that's you know, the goal. It's like, what's your that's goal? The goal? I want to buy a right. house. All right, here's okay. what you need to do. Here's the roadmap. I need you right. to follow this roadmap. Yeah, 100%. and if you don't follow the roadmap, you're not getting a house. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. That mm. is that simple. That simple. And the road to home ownership is a simple feat. You just yeah. have to be willing to sit down with someone and bust out your finances, yep. face that demon head yep. on, and then just eat that horse. Okay. Yep. Hundred percent. One 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 bite at a time. 
Yeah, yep. that's what you got to do. It's the only way you're going to start building personal wealth, meet your financial goals, things like that, because you, you'll never get there if you have bad credit and you're, you're paying these high interest rates. You know, if you want to start investing the way in the way, the big, the big leagues do it, they borrow money. They borrow yeah. money at low interest rates. Very low. That's, that's just how it's done. It is. So if, if you can't get there and if, if you're, if you're not going to get there, then you're not going to have, you're, you're, you're not going to meet your goals. If yep. you have, if you have your goals, I don't know. Everybody's different. That's true. Everybody's different. I have my goals. I got mine. So. Brother. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah. This was a, a good first episode. First live episode back. Absolutely. Let's celebrate. 2023. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, guys, um, that is the end of the show. We are going to get out of here, but I hope you enjoyed that show. If you have more questions, for real, like, for real. Or particular topics. Particular topics, for sure. Let us know. Yeah, if, if you have like more topics uh, that you want to hear about, let us know. And if you have more questions mm -hmm. about this particular topic, yep. raising your credit score, 100%. Like if you don't yep. know who else to reach out to, yep. give me a call. Give Chris a call. Yep. Send us an email. I mean, it, yep. it. you have to start somewhere. Do not, do not try to go at this alone unless you are good at it. You know, but if you're just like, hey, I... If you're sitting there and you're thinking like, okay, I need to, I need to raise my credit score, but I don't really know how, but I'm, I'm just going to, I've gonna heard this. I, I'm going to wing it. I've heard this. I've heard that. I think I should do No, 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 no. That's going to take you yeah. years. And what we're talking about. Start, like, yeah. And before you start yeah. following advice from uh, complete strangers on TikTok and shit like that, oh, look God. up who they are. Look up who they are. There's people who give out great advice, but they don't, they talk out of their ass. And mm -hmm. it's just like, you gotta look at who they are, the criteria. Is this just some Joe Schmo? Or is this a lawyer talking? Is this a right. financial advisor talking? What's their experience level? So that's please, the yeah. Please don't start on TikTok with your research. Just, I oh mean, God, even if no. there, even if there are, even if there is good information out there, just don't start Which on TikTok. Yeah. Just, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. like TikTok is like our young, the younger generation's Google. It is, it is, it is. I don't want to read it. I just want to be told what to do. And I tell you what, that's fine. That is a hundred percent fine. But call me or call Chris, and we'll tell you which influencers. You hear that, Gen Z? <laughs> which influencers are the ones to pay attention to? I could, yeah. I could, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna tell. You. I want you to call me because. If I put it out here, you're not even going to, you know, you're going to forget. Call yep. me, call Chris. We'll tell you which ones to follow because there are the good ones and there are the ones that just make up. I don't even know where they, I, I don't even know. Yeah, where they, they just heard it from another and they just regurgitated it and it sounds yeah. like shit. Yeah, um, so here's a little so sneak peek on like what the next subjects are going to be. We're going to be talking about appraisals and we're going to yeah. talk about solar panels solar panel yeah and then we we've we've got an episode coming out what is uh -huh. our next episode next coming uh, out next, next thursday right yeah what so are we stay tuned y'all 
that's the the reason we have episode 29 and a half on this one that one will be yep. episode 30 but you know what i cannot for the life of me think of what the topic is what the hell but are we next talking week? about yeah next What's week solar pre- panels and appraisals no, no 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 we have a pre-recorded show and in, in in the we do Shit. yeah what what the hell is it about damn it that sucks i don't know you're the magic i tell you what um, i tell you what the best way to find out is stay tuned for next week stay tuned and, and check it out on thursday on that note all right guys cheers everyone we out peace I thought you were going to learn this on the guitar, damn it. Oh, well, it's not over yet, sir. Like. I will. I promise you, I will.